One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to be a stand-up person, all you gotta do is hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Rights for Doe 42. Don't tell me your designer knows what she's doing. She clearly doesn't. If you read my story about my boss who accidentally fired herself, no one can fire my boss so she does it herself. This happened a couple of years later in 2008. At the time, I was working for a direct mail company that also had a 17-foot Canon color laser printer so we could do specialty print jobs. I've been in marketing for 15 years at this point, and while I wasn't a graphic designer, I knew enough to have intelligent conversations with real designers. A quick graphic design lesson, when designing for printed products, you can't put anything behind your photos or graphic elements. That is, if you stick a blue background behind a photo, your printer thinks it's supposed to print the photo and the background. The photo will look like it's at the bottom of a swimming pool. To avoid this, you have to cut out a box the size of the photo, called a knockout, and put the photo inside the box. That way, you don't print the blue background under the photo. Got it? Anyone who understands how to design for print knows that one simple trick. I had a marketing agency as a new client, and my contact was the son of the owner, and he thought he was hot stuff. It took everything I had not to roll my eyes whenever I met with him. We'll call him Johnny Big Shot. Johnny Big Shot wanted 500 brochures for a big real estate agency client. It was only $250, so not a very big job. No problem, I said. Does your graphic designer know how to design for print? Oh, sure. She just graduated from college and has her degree in graphic design. I say sure, but most people don't print things anymore, so most designers don't learn it. So are you sure she knows how to design for print? Johnny Big Shot assured me that yes, his designer was also hot stuff and knew her stuff. So, when you get her file, just print out the order. Don't mess with it at all, he said. I rolled my eyes in the car so hard, I saw the back of my skull. The file the designer sent over had large black polka dots as a background on the entire page, with a large red box in the middle. My production manager showed me the sample and, you guessed it, the black polka dots showed through the red box. Should I fix this? asked the production manager. Oh no, I said, smiling. Johnny Big Shot was very specific about not messing with it. I told her about Johnny Big Shot's designer and she cackled with evil delight. She printed the job and our delivery driver delivered it that same day. A few hours later, I got an angry phone call from Johnny Big Shot demanding my presence at the agency. I showed up and there's Johnny Big Shot white knuckle clutching one of the offending brochures. What the heck is this? He demanded, winding up to make this whole thing my fault. I know, I said. It looks like crap, doesn't it? They say you're god darn right it does. Why does it look like this? I paused, took a breath, and said, Do you remember when I kept asking you whether your designer knew how to design for print? They say, yeah. I say, and you told me that she absolutely without question understood all that. They say, yeah. He wasn't sure where this was going, but he wasn't liking it. Well, she doesn't, I said. Because people who know how to design for print know that you never put a background behind other graphic elements. They know you need a knockout behind the photo. They say, yeah, but... And we didn't fix the problem on our end because you told us to absolutely not touch it at all. 
Yeah, but if you'd like, we can rerun the job for you. And even though it was your error, he gave a pained gurgle, we'll rerun the job for half the cost. Half, exclaimed Johnny Big Shot. My boss wanted to charge the full amount, but I talked him into half for you. He didn't. I hadn't. Just have your designer fix the problem and resend it, and we'll get it done for you tomorrow. We could have fixed the error, but I wanted the hotshot designer to learn how to fix her own error so she didn't make it again. She fixed it, we ran the job early the next morning, and I hand-delivered it to the client myself by lunchtime. Our client was happy, their client was happy, and they always gave us print-ready work from then on. If you were in OP shoes and this big hotshot guy came up to you and said, oh yeah, they know what they're doing, they ain't gonna mess anything up, would you go and just let them make that mistake? Give them the final product, especially considering they said, don't mess with it? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by Portland Class Babe. If you don't like it, then quit. This one's pretty simple, but it happened mostly today and over the past few days, and I'm proud of myself for organizing such a tremendous display of freakery. So there's two departments at the place I work. One department has five teams, and the other has four. Neither department can do the job of the other, and each team has a very specific job that cannot be done by other teams. I'm keeping this insanely vague on purpose, I'm sorry. So I'm in the department with four teams, and I'm part of a team that's been taking a lot of abuse from management lately. Mostly passive-aggressive messages and videos in public group chats, our team members getting yelled at basically every other day, and just general condescension. This is because management is trying to make an example of us to keep everyone else in line. So there's five of us in that team, and four of us are insanely fed up. One of us just stopped coming to work and three of us have or are going to put in our two weeks soon. All was well and good, and the general vibe in the team is, screw this crap, which is great. Then I and one other person decided to speak up about the abuse, specifically from one manager in particular who very much thinks she knows everything and won't yield even to the most experienced members of the team. She also tends to be very condescending or yells at us. The manager we were speaking to told us, That's just how she is. Suck it up, or if you don't like it, quit. I handed in my notice that same day. The other person standing there's in tomorrow. And bonus, two of the three people in our neighboring team are quitting this week too because of course that statement left the room. Plus, that team was already very short-staffed. I love the managers and people in higher-up positions who... They get complained to about something, and their only response is, if you don't like it, quit. It's like they're somehow going to be shocked that, when in a bad position, people will actually quit. Especially if you're a jerk and kind of, in a way, give them your blessing to quit. Our next story is by Rock and Rolla Ayatollah. Don't like the amount offered? Then take nothing and like it. My wife, female 31, and I, male 33, like many other Americans, are beleaguered under the for-profit medical insurance industry. My wife gave birth to our precious first daughter in September of 2021, and we've been dealing with taking the little one to the doctor, already had an emergency room visit, yay, and whatnot when we received the bill for the L&D at the hospital from September. We were charged over $20,000 for a straightforward, regular delivery with an epidural. Even though I don't like our insurance, it covered a huge chunk of the amount due. That being said, there was still over 2000 left. Well, with my wife being a teacher, and myself being a state government worker, 
Our income isn't exactly low, but neither is it high either. 2000 out of pocket would put us into major debt. The hospital was very patient, at first, with trying to get paid, until recently. I'd been in communication with the hospital trying to negotiate the cheapest amount possible to clear the account. The hospital still wanted close to half of the amount in order to close the account out. I countered with what we could legitimately offer and consigning myself to the addition of yet another auto debit coming out of our bank account because they weren't going to accept my offer, but then the account representative kept interrupting me during the phone call and was being outrageously rude. I understand that we have a debt, and I'm not trying to welch on it, but don't treat me like dirt because of this piss-poor system that was charging my wife over $50 for one freaking Advil amongst other insanity. The account representative continued being nasty during the call and derisively suggested maybe I should go to the financial assistance program. So I did. I called the customer service line for that said program and in less than 10 minutes, I was getting confirmation of the entire amount being forgiven. Apparently when you make less than 300% of the federal poverty rate and you go to most nonprofit hospitals, they'll forgive the amount. The arrogant account representative tried to shame me into paying an outrageous price for services rendered and didn't want to accept my offer of paying some of the bill, so now they get absolutely nothing. Don't accept the medical bills that you receive. Fight tooth and nail to get it down. And if you're lucky, like my wife and I, you just may get it all cleared away. Ah, <sighs> you gotta love the American healthcare system. Literally, it is so sad that OP said $50 for a single Advil, and that doesn't even surprise me. If you look at some of these itemized sheets that these hospitals will make, it is ridiculous the kind of prices they're charging. This next story is by Ranting URL. Tag office wants more paperwork? I shall oblige. When I was transitioned out of the military, I naturally went back down to my home state. This meant I had a lot of adulting to do setting up my new life. So I get up early one morning and start knocking things out of my to-do list. License renewal, medical stuffs, change of address, etc, etc. Due to this, I was rolling around town with every scrap of paperwork about me in existence. Well, the day's going great and I'm down to my last task, registering my car with the tag office. I pull up to the place with 30 minutes to spare, grab the few necessary documents. I googled the process before and knew exactly what I would need and head inside. There are only two others in line and I'm at the counter in no time. I explain to the lady at the counter that I'm transferring my car back to my home state and I'm looking to get a veteran's tag. She, kind of rudely might I add, tells me how much it costs, but their card reader's down and I need exact change in cash. She then tells me where an ATM is, it's about a 10 minute walk and still wouldn't give me the exact change I needed. Not having cash on hand, I shrug and walk out the door. I get two steps out and remember, this type of transaction is free for veterans in my state. I walk right back in and explain this. She starts the process but appears very agitated. We get to the part where she starts asking for documents and I start providing. After seeing everything I have, she starts claiming my proof of residence isn't enough and I need at least two different utility bills and the cable bill I had in my hand wouldn't work, which was total BS. At this point, I figure out what she's trying to do. She just doesn't want to deal with me and is trying to run the clock down until they close 
by giving me arbitrary demands for paperwork I shouldn't be able to dig up in the next 20 minutes. Very well, I respond. Cue malicious compliance. I walk back to my car, grab my file full of neatly organized documents, and spend the next five minutes shuffling them like playing cards. Wait till five minutes before they close and walk back in. Accordion folder of chaos in hand. I slowly walk up to her counter yet again. She is not happy to see me back. I set my folder onto the counter and ask, what were those documents you needed? She tells me but tries to double down and names off more stuff this time. Bad idea on her part. I start thumbing through my folder as slowly as I possibly can, going from A to Z, flipping past every piece of paper in this thing, removing documents as I find them, and start organizing them into sections on the countertop. It took forever. Once finished, I slowly and carefully explain each section. So over here you have two months worth of cable bills, a power bill, water bill, phone bill with associated receipts for payments rendered. Here you have my birth certificate, social security card, two separate passports, state issued ID, and driver's license. That's followed by my original discharge papers, military ID, and a copy of my original orders. Now here is my leasing agreement for my apartment along with four money orders and receipts for the past four months of rent paid. Lastly, over here we have a bill of sale for my car, proof of insurance, five years worth of vehicle registrations, and vehicle title. Is there anything I've missed? Without a word, she starts banging away at her keyboard. A minute later, she asks me what type of license plate I want. I tell her. The one I was getting was supposed to display an award I received while in the military. She smugly tells me I need proof I earned said award. Cue five more minutes of slowly digging through paperwork. I pull out the completely unnecessary award sheet and then point out it's also listed on my discharge paperwork already in her hand. Five minutes spent updating my info in the system without even looking at the paperwork I provided and I left with a brand new tag in hand, 30 minutes after they were supposed to have closed. Honestly, screw that person for trying to mislead you and just trying to get you to shut up and leave. I think OP did a great thing, especially considering OP's discharged and a veteran. You would think that at least after finding out that side of the details that they would actually just go ahead with it, right? This person had no respect for people in general, but also people who served for the country. Take the 15, 20, even half an hour, get this person through and done with what they need, and stop wasting everybody's time by trying to just do nothing. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.